0: Welcome to The Fathers Speak, a production of the Orthodox West. Each day, Father John Finton reads a selection fitted to the Western liturgical calendar from one of the Fathers of the Church. From a homily by our Father among the Saints, Leo the Great Our participation is in the cross of Christ so that the very lives of believers might incorporate the Paschal mystery in themselves, and so that what has been honoured by a feast might be celebrated through our conduct. You yourselves have demonstrated how appropriate this is. You have learned from your devotion how much benefit soul and body have derived from the longer fasts, the more constant prayers, and the more generous alms. Hardly any have not profited from this exercise and not confirmed in the recesses of their conscience something in which they can rightly rejoice. These gains must be preserved by constant watchfulness, however, lest, when the labor has been relaxed, the devil's ill will stealthily draw back into idleness what the grace of God has given. By the observance of the forty days, we have wanted to devote ourselves to this, namely, that we should know something about the cross in the season of our Lord's Passion. Consequently, we must try very hard also to be found companions of Christ's resurrection, moving from death to life while we are in this body. For any who have been changed from one thing to another by some conversion, there comes an end in ceasing to be what they were, and there comes a beginning in becoming what they were not. Yet it makes a difference for whom one dies or lives, since there is a death which brings life, and a life which brings death. Only during this passing age can each one be eagerly sought out. Differences in eternal compensation depend upon the nature of temporal activities. We must die, then, to the devil, and live for God. We must die to sin, in order to be raised to righteousness. Let the old things fall, so that the new may rise. Since, as truth himself says, no one can serve two masters— Do not let the one who drives the upright into ruin become our master, but the one who has raised the fallen up to glory. As the Apostle says, The first human coming from the earth is earthly, the second coming from heaven is heavenly. As was the earthly one, such are also the earthly. As is the heavenly one, such also are the heavenly. Just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly human, let us also bear the likeness of the one who comes from heaven. We must rejoice a great deal over this transformation by which we are taken from earthly coarseness to heavenly dignity, through that ineffable mercy of the one who descended to our state in order to lift us up to his. He took on not only the substance, but even the condition of sinful nature. Divine impassibility allowed those things to be brought upon him which human mortality suffers in its misery. Then, lest a lengthy sorrow should torture the troubled spirits of his disciples, he cut short the announced period of three days with such wonderful swiftness. While the last part of the first day and the first part of the third day met together in the second whole day, the span of time was shortened somewhat without the number of days being lessened. Our Savior's resurrection did not allow his soul to be kept for long in the nether regions or his flesh in the tomb. So quickly did his uncorrupted body become enlivened that death seemed more like sleep. Divinity, which did not withdraw from either the body or the soul of that human nature which he had assumed, joined by its power what it had divided by its power.